You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to Psalm 37, Episode 4. We're talking about five behaviors to set your mind at ease. I want to do something before we get any deeper in this. There's a little thumbs up symbol at the bottom of this page. If you would hit that and let the world know that you like what you're hearing and that'll help us to get in front of more people. And if you would like to support the Faith Roots podcast, and we do have expenses and I do need support, if you would like to help me with it, go to myfaithroots.com. There is a giving link there. You can click on it. It'll tell you everything you need to do to support the ministry. And whether you do it on a regular basis or one-time affair, that'll be fine. I do appreciate your generosity. All right, let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, Psalm 37, 8 says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Now, what does that mean? It means someone is going to push your button. Someone's going to do something that will absolutely set you off, make you angry. Now, now listen, I'm a more overtly angry person. When I get angry, everybody knows it. I'm not very good at hiding it. I have had people around me who were really smooth. And they like to think that they didn't get angry, but these are the passive aggressives. And they do a quiet simmer, and they still strike back. They just don't do it overtly, and they get angry just like everybody else does. They just handle it in a different way. So passive aggressives do also get angry. Don't be provoked to retaliate against those who've hurt you. Psalm 37, 8 says, cease from anger, forsake wrath, give up on it. In other words, if you forsake something, it's because you see that it's wasted effort. It really doesn't work. When you begin to see that losing your cool, losing your temper will not accomplish one thing, Proverbs 22.8 says it like this, The rod of your anger shall fail. James says this, The wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. In other words, God will never guide you into you losing your cool and doing something purely out of anger. God doesn't do that. So when you stew over what people have done to hurt you, you lose sight of the real enemy because the real enemy is invisible. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, New King James Version says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Four different fallen angel creatures or demonic creatures here that are mentioned, that are our enemies, that that we wrestle against. We can't see them, but we see the effects of what they do. We see their influences on people. And that really is our our unseen enemy. If we are not careful, we become fixated on the people that these spirits influence, and we don't realize that we're not even making a dent in the kingdom of darkness by attacking people. Uh, 
this is a story I heard a long time ago. I did not know the football coach, but I since heard from other people who said, yes, it's true, he really did do this. Uh, this would have been back in the late 50s, early 60s. He had a mediocre player, but this guy was not afraid of a soul. He was he wasn't a very big guy, but he would fight you at the drop of a hat. And so this coach didn't do this every game, but if the other team had a star player, particularly a quarterback, he would put this kid in, and this kid would risk a few penalties, and he would get into where the quarterback was and, and punch him and hit him and pick a fight. He would say things to the quarterback, and most kids could not resist taking the bait. And so this kid would keep picking and picking, and soon the quarterback would hit him, and when the fight broke out, both players got thrown out of the game. And this coach, who was quite the schemer, didn't lose anything because the player that he sent in to pick the fight was not that good a player. But he took out the best player on the other team. Now, I'm not advocating that. I'm just telling you that's what he did. The devil does that with us all the time. And we get mad like the bull, and we're trying to hit that uh, red cape that that funny little guy with the ponytail is waving around. And we think that the red cape is what we're after. Forget the red cape. Hit the guy with the funny little ponytail. He's the one you want to hit. And when the bull does that, then the game is over. And what happens is we get caught up going after people instead of taking authority over the real unseen enemy. Any response that is not aimed at the enemy is futile. I was at a football game uh, a couple of years after I graduated high school. And it was two teams in my team's district. And so uh, there was a lot of rivalry between our schools. So I knew better than to wear my letter jacket to this uh, football game in another city. And it wasn't our school playing, so I had no friends there. There were three or four of us together, but not enough to do any good if we got in a, a scrape. So we're there watching this football game, and I'm going to go down and get a Coke and some popcorn at the concession stand. And as I walk down the bleacher steps and across the front to go down the concession stand, there's a girl that yells at me. She's sitting in a group of teenagers, and she yells at me, Hey! Hey! And I turn and look at her, and she says, I don't know who you are. but And she began to just curse me and attack me and verbally, and, and all the other kids started laughing. It was awful. And so I walked on by, ignored it. But, you know, if it had been a young guy, I might have punched him or something. But uh, it wasn't. It was a girl. There's nothing I could do. So I'm sitting down there or standing in line at the snack bar, and I, I'm shaking. I'm so upset at this. And I'm thinking, man, this is wrong. What in the world came over her? And how did she know who I was? I have nothing on to identify that I'm from a, another school. Nothing. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, are you going to let that demon-possessed girl intimidate you? And all of a sudden I realized that was a demon spirit. That was a demon spirit that attacked me out of the blue. She didn't know who I was, but he did. So I kind of stepped back and I said, Satan, I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. Shut your mouth. And I'm going to walk back up these steps. I'm going to walk right down that front aisle and back to where I was seated. And I am not going to be intimidated by you in the name of Jesus Christ. Once again, shut your mouth. 
So I got my popcorn, my Coke, walked up the steps, turned, walked in front of that same group of kids, turned and stopped, looked at that girl. The girl was totally different. She was like a whipped pup. I was amazed at the difference in her demeanor. I went on. She never said another word. Nobody else ever said another word. I went back and enjoyed my popcorn. That was a great lesson to me because it permitted me to see how people can yield to the devil. And that doesn't mean they're demon-possessed, but, but this girl yielded to the devil, and apparently it's something that she did quite a lot. She probably was in a family where there were hateful things said a lot, and so she had practice in yielding to these kinds of things. Some people are more prone to it than others. But that was my first lesson with someone who lashed out at me by the power of an evil spirit. Now, you are the one that's going to have to do something about this. You don't get taught this in a lot of churches. A lot of churches tell you to pray to God. You, you never pray to God about the devil. There's nothing in the scriptures to tell you to pray to God about the devil. Whose responsibility is it to deal with the devil? It's yours. Listen to Mark chapter 16. These signs will follow those who believe, Mark 16, 17. In my name, they will cast out demons. In other words, the believer is the one who does the casting out of the demons, not the Lord. The Lord's power makes it possible, but we're the ones who have the authority. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, King James Version. Neither give place to the devil. Well, there has to be a subject to that sentence, and there is. It's an understood subject, and it is you. You neither give place to the devil. doesn't say God will not give place to the devil. That goes without saying. You're the one who has to give the devil no place. James chapter 4, verse 7, New King James Version. Therefore submit to God, resist the devil once again. You is the understood subject of the sentence, and he will flee from you. You have to do the resisting. Here it is again, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, Resist him. And again, the understood subject of the sentence is you. You resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. In other words, you're not the only one to ever be hit by an attack of the enemy like this. It is common. So why were you given a seat in Christ at the right hand of the throne of God, if not for to take authority over Satan. And to be able to go to God in prayer, there are a number of reasons you're in that seat, but that seat is a seat of authority and power, and you are above every demonic power on planet Earth. You need to learn to take authority over that and bind it in the name of Jesus. That's all the time I have for today. We'll pick up again tomorrow. See you then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below 
or going to MyFaithRoots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.